Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on the state of Ukraine, remembering a gifted Ukrainian writer who used her pen to defend her country and preserve its culture. I'm Christine Arasmith. That novelist, Victoria Amelina, also documented alleged Russian atrocities until she was killed in one herself. NPR's Joanna Kakissis has her story. Earlier this week, mourners lined the streets of the western city of Lviv, kneeling as a funeral procession slowly drove by. It's a sign of respect usually reserved for the military. Many local soldiers have died on the front line. But this time, the coffin held one of Ukraine's most promising writers, 37-year-old Victoria Amelina. We had just seen each other a few weeks before at a seafood restaurant in Kyiv. Yes, this is just about 300 meters from uh, my apartment building in Kyiv. Amelina had just returned from eastern Ukraine, her favorite place. She had co-founded a literary festival in a small village there. It is now close to the front line and has been repeatedly bombed by the Russians. We still have plans to resume the festival after the victory. And we will do it even despite the fact that the main location was ruined and the library there was ruined before in March 2022. So uh, we will just do it open air, I guess. And though she said she was tired from the long trip, she had her laptop with her. She always did. She used to be a computer programmer and her friends liked to joke that she was way too efficient for a novelist. She had written acclaimed novels, children's stories, poems. Now, she said... She was working on a new kind of book. It's more like a diary, but it's not only my diary, but a diary of about a dozen women, including myself, pursuing justice. She had just finished months of work as a war crimes researcher, interviewing the victims of atrocities in areas recently liberated from the Russians. You know, like for novelists, there's a rule show, don't tell. That's what uh, they teach at the creative writing courses. And in war crimes research, you also have to understand what the person saw, what the person heard, what the person felt like. But she found that understanding their experience was hard because their stories were out of order, like pages reshuffled in a book from the trauma. And so in this case, I can ask questions about the weather or what they were wearing at the time of the event. And this helps them to remember. The cases that most consumed her involved a fellow writer, the children's author Volodymyr Vukulenko. He lived in the northeastern village of Kapitolovka. Russian forces occupied it for months. They abducted and killed him. Before he disappeared, he told his father that he'd written a diary of the first month of the occupation and buried it in his backyard. <laughs> well, I couldn't believe what just happened because, you know, writers uh, having to bury their diaries in their gardens and being abducted and killed, this all should be in uh, novels and movies now. It shouldn't be reality, but it is uh, our reality. And this, this is devastating. Amelina says they dug and dug for hours. 
the moment when I thought that we wouldn't be able to find this diary, perhaps still is the scariest moment for me. They eventually found the diary under a cherry tree, wrapped in plastic bags. And thanks to Amelina, the diary is set to be published soon. In late May, we traveled together to Kapitolovka. Vakulenko had posthumously received a prestigious literary award. Amelina accepted it on his behalf and wanted to personally deliver it to his parents. Vakulenko's mother, Olena Ignatenko, said she'd wished her son was here to see this. Every time, of course, when they talk about their son, they're crying again. No awards uh, can substitute. Amelina returned to Kapitolovka for the last time late last month with Colombian writer Hector Abad and journalist Catalina Gomez. The next day, they stopped for pizza in the eastern city of Kramatorsk. Fifteen minutes later, a Russian missile smashed into the restaurant. Gomez recalled that when the dust cleared, Amelina was still in her chair. We saw her, but she was not moving. I shouted her name many times in order to see if she react. She never woke up. Victoria Amelina died on July 1st. That missile claimed 12 other lives. At her gravesite on Wednesday, her friends sang verses from her favorite poet about trying to find light in a graveyard of souls. Victoria Amelina carried the light for a dead Ukrainian writer's legacy. Her grieving friends and family are now tasked with doing the same for her. Joanna Kikisis, NPR News, Lviv. Thanks for listening to The State of Ukraine from NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Acorn TV. Acorn TV is brilliant television told brilliantly. From charmingly cozy mysteries to daringly dark dramas. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Acorn TV. Brilliant. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.